if it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moskahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. This is behind the scenes. This is this is pre-show. Wow, your mic sounds really awesome. Not not mine. Finally, <laughs> is that I just a pro- actually... is that just a prop mic? No. <laughs> is that actually plugged in? No. Does it sound worse than my phone? <laughs> I don't know. You're you are like you've got this like you know nineteen eighty five. Guns N' Roses demo, like reel to reel tape sound going on. Is, is that, is that, and look, so it's there's no, there's no high end whatsoever. Do you have like some, you know, some kind of uh, mixer, equalizer? Well, I'm on the roadcaster. I'm, you, I'm going through oh, a roadcaster. You, you have a roadcaster? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shoot, yeah, I was mean. actually going to warn you about that. Isaiah has a roadcaster, which means he has a button. Uh, see, there, there we go. Oh, God. So there's going to be no interview today. Um, it's- <laughs> what happened to Jonathan Kite? No, no, he's coming on. No, I he's coming on, but Isaiah is just going to be hitting the buttons the entire time. Oh, God. Come on, man. Right. You got you to gotta show some restraint there. Although I, have, I always have the crickets. <laughs> I always have the crickets ready. <laughs> the crickets this is what I was asking trombone. Josh. If this sounds fucking awful, then why am I using it? I can just go fucking use the head. Well, you got to get in there and you got to you got to work on the processing. Well, I've been in and out of this fucking thing a million times, so let's let's fuck around. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Muffled Isaiah isn't that bad though. Yeah, I sound. Like, it sounds like <laughs> I'm listening to an air check from 1985. Wow. It really does. It's like, like it's on cassette. On. It sounds like it's on cassette. All right. That's fucking gross, mommy. Let's see. <laughs> Where the fuck is Sid when you need him? It's uh, it sounds like you're on the phone. Because I am. It's Bluetooth. It's the phone. Bluetooth through oh, the roadcaster. That's that's why. That's yeah. That's I was phone, telling him to up. plug it into his laptop, but he's against it for some reason. So. Oh wait. So the mics, the mics not plug. Wait, what's on Bluetooth? The phone goes through the Bluetooth on the roadcaster, and that's how I'm hearing this. And that's where you lose the sound quality. Got it. Yeah, that's. Oh, okay. We just so you, talked you about really this for an hour. Phone. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Tech Talk. Welcome exactly. to Roadcaster Tech Talk. My Hold name on. is. Uh, the, you know what? Go to the fucking earbuds. All right. <laughs> that's my. That's this is the only one. That's the only one I really use. You know, I've that's only used those. See now Isaiah that is he's that, he's in the 80s. That sounds like your timer went off in the background <laughs> while you're on the phone. Hold on. My eggs are done. What? Hold on. It's, it's, it sounds like a smoke alarm. Like it sounds like your smoke alarm at home while you're on the phone with me. Actually, we have Michael Rappaport on the phone right now. Dolan, you motherfucker, you should have fuck- All right. <laughs> Wow, wow. <laughs> That's perfect. That's pretty well, funny. Sorry, sorry it sounds muddy. I'm trying to upgrade and it fucking sounds worse. <laughs> I told you plug it into the fucking laptop and catch up to 2020. Wow. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go direct, man. 
<laughs> I'm about to go direct with my fucking earbuds. Watch. Oh. We're done. Fuck off. Eat I mean, there's an easy solution. Just plug it into the fucking computer. <laughs> yeah, that's all you got to do, man. The Rodecaster comes okay. with the cord. <laughs> well, I don't have that plug. Hey, is uh, Jonathan Kite playing locally? He is. Yes, Western it's the show. Well, what? Yeah, in Westfield. What? What's the show called? Like it's is the it, YMCA? Is it... co- yeah, oh, YMCA right. Comedy for a Cause. I got that all written down. It's Friday, May twenty seventh, at Tacoa Country Club in Westfield, Mass. I got Westfield. the web. I can do all that bullshit because I'm going to break his balls. I know this guy through my friend Chad, who's putting on this event for the local YMCA for his kids. And these two know each other through blah, blah, blah. And I'm just going to break his fucking balls the whole time because Chad's a fraud. He's not a fraud. He's an awesome guy. But I was just on the phone with Jonathan like 10 minutes ago because he's in a fucking lift. Watch this picture. That guy's oh, look, in a there lift. there he is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, you weren't you, kidding. You weren't Bro, kidding, it looks, dude. It looks like the end of Michael Clayton. Where <laughs> <laughs> like stares off for like 25 minutes as the credits are going. I'm like, dude, that is... But I stayed for it. That's the kind of movie star he is. That's, that's the <laughs> charisma he brings so much. <laughs> it's amazing that you sound really great compared to Isaiah, who has an actual microphone and like a mixing board and everything. And it sounds like he's on a friggin' bag phone from 1987. That's what it sounds like. It might be my first fucking audition tape I'm doing now in 2022 for you, Jonathan. Yeah. Right, man. It sounds like you're... Uh, you're also working the drive through at Burger King. <laughs> I fucked like, guys, fuck give me a second. You. I got to order for chicken fries. Oh! <laughs> would you like fries with that, sir? Or would you like a shake? What do you need? Oh, my God. <laughs> it really does sound like that. Right, and speaking of Burger King, the, the, the last uh, guest we had on the show was Dane Cook, and Isaiah managed to do Dane Cook's entire act to Dane Cook. So just get ready to hear your entire act back at yeah. you, Jonathan. Yeah, I that wasn't uncomfortable. That way. It means I don't have to do shit. <laughs> see, see, he fucking appreciates it, bastards. He appreciates it. Do I not sound like the McDonald's drive through anymore? You sound, see, look at that. You're using your earbuds now, and you've got what, like a $500 microphone, and the earbuds sound way better. There's then something here wrong we are. There. All right. See, hey, Jonathan, isn't this better than doing like wacky morning shows? Hey, everybody, it's Jonathan hey. Kite. Thanks for coming hey, on the well, big hey, show. I'm right, I'm right here. I'm <laughs> no, right you're not. But fucking but, but here, you, man. But you don't do those kinds of morning shows. Jonathan was on one. I won't name, name names, but it was like, hey, everybody, good morning. Skies are blue, lights are green. Jonathan Kite was on a show for two years. Jonathan's like, no, Broke Girls was six years, asshole. But thanks for fucking paying attention. <laughs> well, you when you do the impression of me, I, I sound angry. But I was more, uh, I was more, you know what, here, the problem is, is like, they, I I mean, I guess they're all, I forgive them because it's like they, they're getting thrown into this thing and they're trying to keep up this, this, I'm not going to say fake, but this, you know, produced energy in these little segments and you have to, you have to sort of come in and there. And and the thing is what I'm used to is telling my publicist to be like, Hey, can we not talk about uh, this, this, and the Holocaust? And then, like, we get out of the air and like, hey, out of the guide, real quick. What's your opinions of the Holocaust? And like, it's the first thing out of their mouth. Or if I'm like, listen, it's like three in the morning. I can't really do impressions right now. And they're like, we're just gonna start with impressions for 15 minutes straight. And then at the very end of the interview, they're like, all right, well, 
catch him on New Girl. And I'm like, that's not right. And they're like, so. <laughs> and it's like, so it's like, I've been through so much of it, dude. When I was in, um, I did a, I did, I did morning TV. I did Fox morning in uh, New York. Uh, you know, when the show was at the height red and, and um, the, the guest hosts were, they thought, I didn't realize this until they said it, but they're going along with the plot of the show and I'm trying, it's live. And I'm trying not to be a dick. And I realized they're talking about how I met your mother. And oh, then they, oh and my then, God. And then this woman goes, this woman goes, um, you know, she goes, that show is always on in our house. How great is that show? And I'm like, that is a great show. I am not on that show. <laughs> but I've heard nothing but good things. And I'm glad that your family enjoys it. And uh, it was like the most awkward thing in the world. But it's like, you know, so much of it is like, they're getting, I feel like they're getting a strip of paper like uh, like Walter Cronkite at the news desk. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, yeah. this just in, this just in, you know? And then it's like, yeah. they don't read the, they don't read the damn, you know. That's exactly card. what it is. Believe yeah. me, I'm a morning, I've been doing morning radio for a long time. That's exactly, yeah. they get handed a one sheet. They look at it five, I've seen guys do this. They look at it five minutes before the guest gets on the air or while, even worse, while the guest is on and they're just kind of going along with it. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. What what I always makes me cringe is like with comedians like you who do a lot of impressions. Do they just do they tell you beforehand, or do they just launch into like, hey, what would Barack Obama say about this, or, or what hey, what? yeah, a you know, without giving you warning or anything like well, that. Well, I think it's because it's like a magic trick that you don't have to see, because it's like <laughs> it's one of the things where they're trying to fill the time more than anything. Yeah. And a lot of time, by the way, I got very lucky with two broke girls because so many of the people that I could genuinely, one of the hosts, like 95% of the time was like, I love this show. I've seen every episode. Tell me about this. But then there was that 5% where they just didn't see the show, which is probably more common than not. Like if you're on a show, the odds that, it, that everybody is watching it. So they got to sort of figure out something and they're not going to, you know, for a five minutes they know everybody knows this and so it's it's their way of just sort of like get you know not dance monkey but like you know get you to go through some stuff and really fill the time and not really you know there's no substance there but god forbid they actually use google and maybe before <laughs> they know you're coming on i don't know watch at least one episode or i don't know look at your website maybe i don't uh, you know i don't i don't uh, I don't make any, you know, uh, assumptions about what their budget is. Maybe they can't, they don't have Google. I don't know. Google's fucking free. Listen, you tell is them. It though? Is it? Um, yeah, but if you're skimming Google like five minutes before he's on, you're only going to, you know, you're doing the clip really, version. We're paying with our information. Exactly, Jonathan. Our personal information. Right. No, but I don't, you know what? The truth is like if people, if it's fun, it's fun. You know, the the worst, I, I will tell you that I've, I've said this before, so when people would ask me about um, having sex with the girls, that was oh, like Jesus the one thing Christ. on really? live radio where I was like, what are you talking? And that really was like these like stereotype, like these boners in the morning. Right. Right. It's like, well, what's up? It's Scooter and the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> like, and everything was like a, it's like the sound effect. It's like, go, 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 go. And, so, <laughs> and it's so like, and they're like, well, just let us get to it. How many times have you, the girls had sex? And it was just like, I'm like, it's three in the morning. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Number one, it's like so tactless. 
but also it's like, do you really, what do you, what do you expect me to say on this like, you know, douchey radio program? You have to Google. You have to Google Family Guys. What What is Seth MacFarlane's Dingo version? Dingo and the Baby. Oh my Dingo fucking god! Have, have you seen that? That is it. It's the full on yeah. every button, it's and here we go. It's funny because it's true. Exactly. It's comedy has a lot. Comedy has a lot of truth in it, and that has a lot of truth in it. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be if it wasn't true. We wouldn't laugh. And I'll tell you, I've been on a lot of those types of shows. Yeah. This well, is this not is one definitely, of those, dude. This is definitely not one of those shows. Well, you know, let's. I'll let you know. I'll let you know at the end. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, Jonathan, were you always the class clown? Hey, everybody. <laughs> when did you realize you were funny? Um, you know, I probably was. Uh, I, I probably was. I don't think my teachers would call me that. I think comedy is all about perspective, because I think that they probably looked at at, at me as somebody who, why well, I know, was incredibly disruptive. Um, I think the class enjoyed me, and uh, I'm really there for the fans. I'm not there for the education. See, he, he's so conditioned to kooky morning shows, he thought that was a real question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll still answer the question. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> just clearly. in case. Just in case. I don't want to be somebody who's like, pass. Right, right. Hey, it's, it's, it's just like fine. asking a hockey player, what are you going to do to win as a joke? And that more pucks than that, you, you know, we got to cycle in the neutral zone. It's right. <laughs> it's like asking anybody post-game, because I'm a huge NBA guy. Like, those post-game interviews are so stupid. Bad. Because it's like, what, they just lost the game or they just won the game. And it's like, they don't have any new information. Like, yeah. it's not live. It's like, when people talk about football, like it happened for like six football for me like when we talk so much about the thing that just happened i see like the lead up to it but right after i'm like one team won one team lost what are you gonna say how do you feel about that loss coach it sucks next question and those are like yeah. the only questions they asked too. Because like when I covered the Bruins for WEI for a year, I was just like, I barely asked any hockey questions. I was like, everyone's asking the same thing. Like, what do you need to do to win? I'm like, I think you know the answer, guy. You gotta score more than the other team. Or no way. <laughs> well, they just asked Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and that 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 press conference for the Suns was just so painful. And it's that was like, that was awful. I go, but it was a blowout, obviously one of the craziest game sevens we've ever seen, but it's also like what, like they had a bad game. It never, it hadn't happened during the season, but they, again, they were a Rocky. They, the, the interview morning radio show, they had to fill the time. They were there. Right. They have to print something. So they're just asking. And then Chris Paul's like, they're like, yeah, we didn't score as much. I said, like, what do you want them to say? So I think that the problem is that the idea that, you know, I think coming at it from just like, you know, how's your, something like crazy or off the cuff is always, I think, better for interviews. Because you're right, when you do press tours for stuff, they ask you the same questions oh, God. every single time. So then you're like, you know, what is it like to do this? And what is it like to do that? And, and it's like, and I don't mind it, but it just feels like nobody's getting any new information from your site. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's why I love Bill Belichick. I think he gives right. the best the best press conferences in sports because he, he has that exact what you were just saying, Jonathan, that exact attitude where it's like, I'm just, I, I have to be out here. I am going to give less than the minimum, less than the bare minimum. <laughs> right. you know? I'm but obligated watching, to be here. Who's watching those interviews being like, I wonder what went wrong. 
it's like you can recap the game. It's so funny because I think that a lot of that stuff, I mean, an, an instant reaction to something where you don't even have time to process it, especially in sports, which is like a delayed, it's like a car crash, right? When you're right. looking at that sun's getting their asses blown out, like um, you're watching them. It's like, a, it's like a car crash that you can't turn away from. I actually checked my phone, swear to God, never had this happen. Thought I was having a uh, dementia. Because I saw the TV and I was like, oh, there must be a glitch in the Matrix because it says they have 34 points in the third quarter. And it's like, we're all watching this sort of like, again, like up to like the town that you just blew up and go, so how did that feel? Like right after you don't have any answers, you know? Um, It felt amazing to get absolutely slaughtered on global television for an NBA game. It meant, yeah, yeah, it felt amazing to be a part of the Hunger Games. Right, exactly. So you're, you're, a big, uh, you're a big NBA fan. Tell me, tell me your inspiration with Wilt Chamberlain. Tell me, because that has something to do with one of your characters. Obviously, said, you're a ball fan. But, well, dude, Wilt Chamberlain was uh, around a lot of women that were ball fans. <laughs> and you're around a lot of women that are ball fans. I see it now. I got it. I mean, you know what's crazy is that I'm uh, – I, I, the idea that Will Chamberlain has that those stories about sleeping with like what is it a hundred thousand women or something? Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, hey buddy, when did you have time to play basketball and play it fucking well, energy? Well, yeah. I don't and think I, I've seen a hundred thousand women. I don't. No, <laughs> it was pre-internet, so it's like where would? By the way, where was he meeting? Was was there literally just like you know how they do meet and greets? Was it just like a kissing booth where it's just sort of like? Where, to break the record with it you know what i mean it's just like i'm i'm just imagining how many guys does he have setting this up because it wasn't like there wasn't emails or anything or like he, he couldn't put out like a blast there were knocks like, on doors knocks on doors that's it yeah, yeah he was that's what the name of the porn was called grassroots <laughs> and he was just going to he was just going into plow plow some fields and um <laughs> and uh you get what i'm doing and so no, no, I just, I always thought that was the funniest. So when people would ask me, that was the thing, by the way, that the thing that you're quoting, I know exactly what you're talking about. That came from, people would be like, what was your inspiration for Oleg? They asked me that forever. And I would be like, oh, I combined two of my heroes. And, and I said, uh, Will Chamberlain and porn star Vlad the Impaler. And uh, Vlad the hey, Impaler. that's not real. And I was like, you just got to, because they this stage and then you you get bored of the reality, so you just start making stuff up. Right. Because Vlad the Impaler wasn't a fucking porn star. He was a vampire. Allegedly. Allegedly, I say. Well, 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 well I, I think a vampire actually is a porn star, because what did, what did Dracula do? He bit you right. and then probably fucked you to death. Well, Dracula had sex with 100,000 women like Will Chamberlain. It just took Dracula 500 years to do that. Got it. I oh, see yeah. what I, I get it. I get it. Right. This is why this is why we wanted to have him on the show to ask these questions. We don't ask. We can't figure out. We got to get out of this. So where are you currently? Where are you currently driving to? You called me earlier and you're like, I landed. You've got it. You've got your. You're going somewhere. Where are you? Where are you off to? Oh, did we lose him? I is he off to the moon? Now he's he's out in the sticks of New York. No, Jonathan, if you can hear me, your face is frozen on Zoom, but it's not one of like these. It's actually a very attractive. You're, you look really good, actually. This could be a, a, an 8 by 10 if you needed it. Oh, yeah, new headshot. I, there you go. You're back, maybe. That, I don't know that could also be a headshot right there. By the way, that was, 
that was the name of Vlad the Impaler's porn headshots. Right? <laughs> headshots. Headshots. Perfect. I like you freeze for two minutes, come back, whack, headshot. So yeah. listen, the, the, the reason uh, we wanted to help promote something. So Jonathan, you and I, our mutual friend, Chad Erickson, uh, we'll tell the story about how you guys met. There's a show that uh, you're doing for the YMCA Comedy for a Cause on Friday, May 27th, out at uh, Tacoa Country Club in Westfield, Mass. That's your neck of the woods, Mike. Uh, well, I went to school out there, yeah. So right. there's a long trail of empties. But yeah, Westfield's a nice, that whole area is beautiful out there. Yeah. So he's doing uh, He's doing uh, stand-up Friday, May 27th. Wait, long there's... trail of empties? I feel like that's the Will Chamberlain book. Oh! <laughs> Fucking cheers um, no, to he that. Was, no, he was filling vessels, actually. Or oh, then trip. it should have been Vlad the Impaler because he's sucking the life out. Right, right. Did we exactly. tag him in this episode? <laughs> yes, yes. Tag everybody in this episode. Um, people, but tickets like, tickets for that show, you guys got to grab tickets. Westfieldymca.org. I wanted to make sure we got that plugged out yeah, there for yeah, Chad yeah. and everybody. I'm excited, Bob. man. I'm really excited. You know, you, the story about how you met Chad. So my buddy, Chad Erickson, who worked in radio with me for years and voiceover talent, met you in fucking Puerto Rico. You guys were checking into the hotel. This is his story, allegedly. So tell me how true this is, because he's also a lying shit. You guys met checking, trying to yep. check in early yep. at your hotel, and you both couldn't get in. And apparently you were with uh, a few ladies, he said, or one or two, maybe. And, a couple broke uh, girls. Well, yeah, that's, here we go. Here goes Yucca <laughs> Radio. You want, really? Really, yeah, Josh? We were, we were doing so well. Fuck, <laughs> man. No, what happened thanks, was... Yeah, thanks for coming on, there. Jonathan. Thanks for coming. Yeah, guys, take care of yourself. <laughs> um, so, uh, the uh, no, no, I mean, the, the truth was I was there and I couldn't check in. And um, he came over and was like, you know, sort of, I was a little out of it. And he explained who he was and I just thought like oh I didn't know anybody there um except the the girl and uh and uh it was crazy because we wound up hanging out with them the whole time him and his lovely wife and yep Dawn's awesome a, dude we had a blast yeah she's great and and uh we had a blast and it was it was a just a great experience I just went it, I literally left on the red eye the night after we had the season six rap party at Broke Girls and you know like I'm not, I don't, I don't have a hard life. I'm not, you know, but, but you, but by the end of a season, when you're like going through the motions, uh, like not, not that it's like senioritis. Cause I, I always thought that the, the end we were of the season, we were always the best we were because yep. we'd had like, you know, you sort of get the flow of what, you know, it's great. It reps as the year goes on, but at the end, that's the day. Uh oh, he's in the Lincoln Tunnel again. This must be a talent when your Zoom, when my Zoom, no, right? He looks so good. I know, and every time his Zoom freezes, he looks really good. I, I, or is he just doing an impression of someone who's frozen? Uh, that's a good one. I'm doing you look it. like Daniel. I'm, you look I'm like Daniel Day Lewis right there. Stephen Hawking. Oh. I'm doing Stephen Hawking. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> over. I am having a very good moment of the doom. Um, but uh, if you want yeah, your so best impressions I, uh, ever, I, 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 <laughs> hold on, hold. Yeah. That's not a good look, right there. That's a frozen one, right there. That's not a good look.
That was oh my God, that's um, great. How does he do that? <laughs> Jonathan Guides mugshot. <laughs> He's going to a wedding tonight, and that's what that's gonna be your mugshot tomorrow on the Inquirer, dude. Sorry. <laughs> dude, the Inquirer is gonna be my new profile photo on LinkedIn. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Where the fuck are you driving to? Tell that Uber driver to crank up dude, his fucking Wi-Fi. You know what's crazy is I, I I'm so sorry. I am visiting. I'm I'm going to the groom's house right now, and I've never been here before. And he he lives on Long Island. And I was like, okay. don't you guys have fucking Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi? Goddamn Long Island. I, I should have it right now. <laughs> we can literally edit this up just into all the blurbs and weird faces and go. This is the this is the Jonathan Kite that we know from Three Broke Girls. Right. Two. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, he's gone. Oh, and now he's gone. <laughs> Did I say three broke girls? Because I was thinking he about did. the girl from fucking <laughs> three broke that's girls the, that pissed him off, and sequel. now he's gone. That's the sequel, dude. dude the, it was funny. The way, literally the way Chad or he, the way he it's told me that they Jonathan's met Jonathan's flip phone. I didn't. That's even... <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> fucking great. I'm not, so this is. I'm gonna have to be fine here. I just got dropped stranger's house. Who the fuck this is? <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 their Wi-Fi is their Wi-Fi is spectacular, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You'd think you fucking you'd, you'd, you'd think being on fourteen broke girls, you'd have some fucking money. <laughs> now <laughs> we're up they, to fourteen. I had they, to keep the number broke. Wrong. They yeah, were broke. broke. <laughs> I didn't. I, yeah. We're all broke, dude. I met my friend. I look like I'm doing a virtual tour for Zillow. I'm like, here, guys. Here's the house that we were talking about, and nice. uh, it's pretty great. This is one can, of the strongest the episodes we've ever now, done. Right? No, we can see your. Oh, there he is. Now he's outside. Right. He ditched the car. I, I say, just walk uh, into the house, walk into I'm the not... wife's office, and just sit down and say, "I got shit I'm doing here, sunshine." All right, I'm going to tell That's them right these... now. They have no idea I'm here. Oh fuck! Hi guys. Oh, the interview. It looks like we're we're surprising people. No, this is, yeah, no, I'm you're doing a national interview with, uh, I don't even know who's a reputable fucking we are, news thing anymore. <laughs> we are, um, ooh, that's a good earshot right there. You have a, just tell them we're, we're Bosnian millionaires looking to invest in their property. <laughs> why Bosnian? I just the first thing that came to mind. That's sorry. I, I don't know why. When a Nigerian but, prince asks for your help, you give it to him. Yeah. I'm from Saudi Arabia and I have oil. And I'm obviously Swedish. Oh, there he goes. And he's gone. And he's gone. He's <laughs> the cops just tased him. Oh, this he'll be the, back. This is like the best interview ever. Oh, that's fucking great. He walked into a stranger's house and the woman went right to the neck. He said, I've never been here before. I'm gonna knock on the door. <laughs> Long Island. Oh yeah, Which Long Island. I know a lot is. of the people on Long Island are armed. So yeah, yeah. Nobody has. I was going to say nobody has guns there, right? <laughs> They're like, "Come on in." You look. Unfortunately, it's Amy Fisher's house, and he's going to get his head blown off. Oh, Jesus Christ! I'm dating myself there. I totally a just little bit, myself. a little bit, Dad. Wow, slow down, Amy Fisher. Hold on, I'm back. And we're oh, back. Okay. Dude, oh. Now I'm on the Wi-Fi. I um, I, I don't know these people. Are you serious? <laughs> That's okay. but you got their password, but I got their password their house? and I'm good. Um, oh, so, they so got one of the nice staircases. They do. I'm doing a virtual Zillow tour uh, for the guys. Uh, for, if you're interested in buying this house, which I, I know it you looks are. It nice. Wow. It's gorgeous. It's this roomy. is uh, my childhood best friend. 
getting married. He's a doctor. Oh. This is what this is what doctors have. I uh, I'm an yeah. actor. I live in a, I live in a goddamn Anne Frank attic. <laughs> oh. uh, God. I have to be super quiet. No no Holocaust jokes. I thought we talked about that at the beginning. That was in the writer. So if I bring it up, I said wait for me to bring it up. Oh, to my oh okay. Says, Don't right. just generally just talk about right. Holocaust. And then you we'll run with you. it. And then and then no, but but softly and quietly. <laughs> oh right, of course. Yeah, not we'll we'll tiptoe with it. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Jesus. No Jews in the attic? Sorry. Well, that's you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. That's, that's not acceptable anymore. Should we put the racist cock over that, Isaiah? <laughs> that's bad. No, no, leave it in. Who cares? All right. I can't wait for them to play this on the YMCA website, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I, this is this is more of a JCC website kind of Exactly. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, I'm what uh, so are you guys coming out to the show? What are we doing? Oh god. I don't know yeah. what I'm trying to remember what we were talking about before you got tased. It was uh, uh it was how Chad and Jonathan met. They were in Puerto Rico and they're both trying to right. check into their hotel. And so Chad recognized him and walks up and Chad was doing the voiceover work for mom and for two broke girls on CBS. And he was just this is Chad. He doesn't give a fuck, shameless bitch. He's like, Yeah, I was literally just about to go up to no, my he, hotel room and do the voiceover work for your show. And Jonathan must have been like, I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm just looking to get laid <laughs> and get into my fucking room. And then they hung out for a week. <laughs> and then I, and then Chad and I had sex. That's the way that story <laughs> sounded like it ended. That's the way it sounded like it just ended. Like, I'm just looking to get laid, man. And then, then they just hung out. I'm like, oh. <laughs> if we could make that a promo for Chad, that'd be great. He'll share that all over social. <laughs> who, who says he hasn't? He's really good exactly. with photos. YMCA Comedy for a Cause, Friday, May 27th, Tacoa Country Club, Westfield, Mass. Uh, tickets at westfieldymca.org. That's uh, it's coming up on the 27th. We're going to be out there looking for... Dude, this is going to be fucking great. This is going to be a I really good show. I think it's going to be a great show. I'm excited about it. And, um, you know, we'll just have... We'll just, we'll just get hammered and have a blast. Oh, you're a drinker? We're in big trouble. Oh, buddy. Now, Look see, at my I'll face. Am I a drinker? <laughs> Jesus well, Christ, it looked like I it looked like I needed four scotches to get off the plane. I was gonna mention <laughs> meth, but I thought that would be too much. No, they don't. It's hard to get that in airports because dogs are really <laughs> looking for it. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, you can sneak in. You can sneak in the fireball, no problem. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. I just buy it at the uh, the old duty free. How how long can you stay on this in a stranger's house? Can you take us into where the people are and just what's no, in that cup? First he, of all, you're at you're at the groom's house, right? Is that what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. I, All right. So I you really, know we really thought you were walking up to a stranger's house. I'm like, it's it's Long Island. Nobody has guns I get there. The wi- he should be safe. <laughs> no. You got the Wi-Fi password. This is good. That's my pitch. <laughs> At Long know. Island, the Wi-Fi password was Trump 2020. So, it's, right. Dude, it's, it's the the Wi-Fi password is Trump 2024. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> Yup, yup, it is. Oh my god! <clears throat> See, this is good. We haven't asked you any hokey questions. Asked you to do any impressions. Oh, I want to. I want to ask some hokey questions. Oh, about, Jesus! Um, don't fuck this up. Come on, Dad, stop embarrassing me. Because you got to work with Jamie Fox, which is cool. True. But even cooler to me, you got to work with David Allen Greer. Yes, right. Yeah. How is that? That's one of those guys who's like solid in everything he or, does. Even if the, even no, if no, the no. movie, I know, right? <laughs> even if the movie's bad, David Allen Greer is usually the best part of the movie. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> He's a, he's amazing. He's a, he really is a, a special talent, and um, it was great to work with him because I loved Living Color growing up was one of my favorite mm-hmm. shows. I'm just you know I was just glad that he and I were able to uh, 
I never met him before, weirdly enough. But we had a mutual friends, but I never met him until I was on that set. And we had a fucking blast, man. That we were always, always just trying to bust each other up, dude, calling each other out in front of the crew, you know, just really making people, uh, putting people on edge. It was, it was great. And we did it. Here's the craziest thing. Here's the craziest thing. We shot that show pre-vaccine 2020. So really? we, were, we were the only show, which is kind of a crazy thing to think about, like living yeah. on the we were We filmed it August through November at Netflix Studios, which was pretty great. You know, it was, it was, no, pretty you, you said he just got, get the fuck off the phone. Let's go. <laughs> no, he literally, he, he just, uh, he said this, I have a new house. So take your shoes off. I'm like, these shoes oh, are one, oh yeah. Yeah. He's be been walking around in circles, tracking mud from like, fucking LaGuardia the whole time. What a dick. <laughs> oh my God. Is this the office of like the richest guy I know? Oh my God. Look <laughs> at the wall behind you. What's wow. happening? Dude, this, this smells like money in here. <laughs> it's built with money. The yeah, boss have their own lights. A pretty fucking great. He's the best. This guy who's getting married, he's one. He's just, you know, I, I'm actually, I'm not here to plug the show. I'm here to plug him. Yeah. And uh, he plugged what? Chad. Uh, <laughs> hey Chad likes it in the ass, apparently. Welcome back to Doug. What kind of, what, what doc, what kind of doctor is he? He's an ear, nose, and throat surgeon. Oh, very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, which, which is weird that his best friend, me, sounds like he needs all the surgery for ear, nose, and throat. <laughs> <has never been. laughs> Maybe that's why you're there. He's going to be like, Jonathan, there thank is you for no the wedding. wedding. It's, it's right. <laughs> This is a fucking right. intervention for your it's, clogged up fucking it's, head. Yeah, it's a it's like a nasal <laughs> canal intervention. Oh my god, yeah. We I, I need it, dude. I gotta I, I need uh you know what's funny is um I had been told I could get it fixed, right? My uh my face and whatnot and my nose, but um not not plastic surgery, but you know where they go in there and they kind of go oh. and they go oh, I go god. it's gonna change the way you do your impressions. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to relearn. It's too, no, no, you know, no, yeah, don't fuck with it now. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. That's scary. My nose is like Jules' teeth. <laughs> oh, We've come this far. That's right. You know I mean? Or, or, or tits. <laughs> Her well, tits? That's just, well, that's what they said about Freddie Mercury. Like they said, well, you're, you're rich enough now. Why don't you get your teeth fixed? And he's like, because no. it'll change my voice. Yeah, well, he also, because of the, the size of his mouth and the, he, he, um, he could hit like, I think it was like two or three extra notes. Yeah, because of it. Yeah, but but absolutely. And also, it's a signature. Uh, you know, for me, I think I think people sort of know what I sound like now. And it wouldn't be, you know, I mean, you can't, I, you can't I, do that. A doctor can tell you that, but a doctor doesn't realize what you do and how you've crafted what you do. Well, also, I look sleepy. And so it, it doesn't hurt that I sound sleepy because people are just I get, I get that, paid that, to be that sleepy. helps with your Vince Vaughn impression, too, because he always looks tired. Yeah, no, he but Vaughn looks like he's always been up solving a murder, <laughs> or or fucking or someone who committed the murder. Well, that's right. that's the movie, buddy. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> no, but he's a you know he's very uh, he. I have the kind of look of a guy who um, who's like you know an '80s cop <laughs> who's, who's drinking coffee out of a styrofoam cup at a at a white hen pantry. <laughs> oh yeah. Good he was like, Paul, good Paul. We are not finding this girl. <laughs> <laughs> on the job. Not. Been on the job for 30 years. And this is a comedy. Years. You could do, you could, <laughs> right. You, you could do like, you could do a reboot of Cold Case. Cold Case, semicolon. We're not finding wait, this girl. Wait, didn't, is that off the air? Did Cold Case go off the air? I don't know. 
I don't know. And also, did the White Hen Pantry go off the air? I haven't seen a White Hen. Yeah. Unfortunately, those are all gone. Yeah. Is there no White Hen Pantries left? Are you sure? I don't know. In Chicago, where I'm from, I don't don't see them anymore whenever I go. Yeah. They used to be all over the place here, and I loved them because they actually had like a deli inside of them. And uh, that's like when I was in high school in Natick, that's where we used to go to hang out at like two in the morning, you know, after smoking weed and we'd get sandwiches and hang out in the parking lot. And yeah, I miss White Hen. It was, we got a 7-Eleven now and it's all taquitos. I used to love White Hen. My mom and my aunt D worked together at a White Hen. Oh, wow. Yes. All I have is I'm I'm Googling it. All you, all you get is like old school pictures. And when you put in Google White Hen Pantry, you get White Eagle Pantry, White Dove Pantry, and... 7-Eleven. Ooh, I think I think they're gone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hold on, M- moment of silence. Yeah, yeah, guys. I'm j- I got to pour some of my scotch out for the fallen hens. <laughs> and we're back. Which is also <laughs> like a book that Will Chamberlain wrote, "Fallen Hens." Hens. One hundred thousand fallen hens. <laughs> Bro, he goes. He, yeah, he. It, it, and it just says, "Cluck it." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can we just go hard with this material at the YMCA on the 27th? Bro, oh, I'm shit. running my hour for you right now. <laughs> no! yeah, right? Yeah. He's... I gotta tell Chad. I gotta tell Chad. Chad, you're paying Jonathan, right? Yeah, we kept them on at a guy's house in Long Island for three hours. So there ain't no Bro, show. He, he's paying me in White Hand Pantry gift cards. <laughs> you're fucked. You're fucked. I'm clucked. Hard to tell you. Clucked. Oh, very good. Uh, all right that, you need to go you're the best man at this wedding right yeah i'm uh i'm one of two it's his brother and then me and it's what are you gonna uh, say what are you gonna say yeah you gotta give the speech no you know what i asked it's i think they're only doing like two speeches which by the way if i'm being honest i prefer because i, I actually told him this yesterday i have been to so many weddings where i will get to a wedding this happened to me, uh, 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 the one I'm thinking of, but it's happening probably like 10 times where I am, I go, oh, I'm, I'm not going to speak because they would, they would have gone over it with me. I went to my buddy's wedding in Ireland. He has a huge Irish family. There's like 10 brothers. They all speak, but he goes, listen, can you be the last speech? Oh God. Can you like, close the show? <laughs> number, yeah. Can you headline my wedding? And I'm going... <laughs> brother i don't even what are you talking about no and he was like we the family would love it if uh it's like i was doing a corporate gig in ireland and um (laughs) it was it was ridiculous because they they all had heartwarming stories and i was doing impressions of celebrities that couldn't be at the wedding (laughs) oh jesus christ i'll tell you it was that stupid it was like that stupid they loved it though did they love it they they thought it was the funniest thing ever and i'm like that was good but and then but another time it worked out i'll tell you i did i went to uh and i know just i'm, I'm just like saying that how much i travel but a, a really dear friend of mine got married in australia and i did i wanted closing out the speeches um as a, doing a bit as david letterman top 10 <laughs> ways you know you're at gene and adam's wedding and that and we wrote that me and this guy wrote that like right then and there and that was like every speech at that wedding was like crushed like the dad was so funny um it was like a gary marshall film like everybody was so fucking hilarious the bridesmaid uh the maid of honor crushed and so at the end everybody was funny nobody was like nobody had a moment of like can i get serious here for a second Mm -hmm. and so 
everybody just did like their best A-list material. And so I went up at the end as a summation. So that really worked out. But don't have me go after 10 Irish siblings who are talking Heartfelt. about- Yeah, we're, can, I, can we raise a glass again in the middle of the speech here? And we're just getting drunker and drunker <laughs> and it goes on. It's sort of the last guy who's up there. He's doing a speech that's not even a part of the wedding. The bride, her face was like this by the end of the guy, the last speech. She was just like, because oh. <laughs> the guy, <laughs> I was like, and then there's that time in college when we were up there and you were saying, like, don't have another drink. And I'm saying, I'm going to have a drink. And it was like, it's going so fucking off the rails right now. And um, and then and then they had to have me get up there. So, like, by then, we somebody should have retired that pitcher. <laughs> like, and I shouldn't have been the closer. We should have just gone to the dance floor. But then right. I was like, you believe it? Donald Trump wanted to be here. <laughs> Wait, so they had you do David Let uh, like I thought you were gonna say at all of these they were gonna have you do Vince Vaughn because of wedding crashers. Oh yeah, I'm not a talker. <laughs> Brides like that movie. I saw it twice in the theaters because it's about two guys just going plow bridesmaids all day. I don't know. I love the movie and I will not apologize for that woke internet. And um <laughs> uh but but I don't I think that I did Vince, maybe Tom or whatever I did, but I remember the only one that like was, and, and by the way, I think that I uh, am t probably 10 for 10 crushing, but the one that was <laughs> so funny, it was like, not even that I was super funny, even though I think it, everybody just enjoyed it because this guy played like a Paul Schaefer and I got, had the guy in the drum set, like, and I go top 10, you know, reasons, you know, you're at their wedding. And I go number 10. And I went through a top 10 and every time we would hit it, I would point and the, my buddy, um, Rafi, was, like, doing a, a, a Paul Schaefer, but he wasn't. He was just like, yeah, I love you, Dave. You're funny. And then you're the great. guy in the You're great. Excellent. And he would give me a rim shot. So that felt like – and we threw that together in, like, 20 minutes. Nice. And that – so that was really, 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 really fun. I got to tell you, the, the, your impressions that you do – um, and I'm not going to ask you to do any, but I think it's funny that you, you do, you do like Christopher Walken and you do like Obama and Trump and, and you do them really well. And a lot of people do them, but you do like, like, just like these rant, like Seth Rogen, who does Seth Rogen? Nobody. Well, you have nobody no, does Seth Rogen. my age. I was just like, I didn't want to be like, there's an older generation that did like De Niro and Pacino and Chris Walken and you know, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And at some point, like you could, we, I can do those impressions, but a younger generation who reveres them and puts them on a pedestal, number one, um, doesn't, may have the same connection. Um, and number two, they're probably tired of hearing, I feel like an older generation be like, you know, the guy at the, uh, the, the party whose parlor trick is like, wow, Chris Walken, ooh, more cowbell. And you're like, yeah, man, we, get we all love that sketch on Saturday Night Live. Is this, did you need anything else? And so for me, I was like, if I was going to do impressions, I really wanted to do people that I'd never heard people do before. And ooh. that was really important to me. And so like doing yeah. Seth Rogen, and by the way, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I'm a pretty liberal guy uh, to be, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm Democrat or Republican, but I, I don't like, I do Rush Limbaugh and I fucking, I, I don't like Rush Limbaugh. I never did. I don't give a, it's not a political thing. So he was one of the guys that I had to learn that I didn't love because I was mm -hmm. making fun of him so much and he was so current at the time. And, and guys like Trump, who I'd been, I've been doing Trump for a decade. I've been doing him for so long because he was on The Apprentice. I mean, it's like right. people forget 
how long he's been. But other than that, the, most of the people that I do, I truly love these people because I'm not going to sit there and watch like 400 hours of somebody that I hate learning. There's just right. <laughs> put my energy because you know there's a lot of guys that do political impressions or whatever where they're like you know oh I I hate Obama so I'm going to learn Obama so I can make fun of him and I go and I just think people's and maybe that's them God bless them and their families but it's like come on that's like that's not that's not a good use of my time personally so it's like unless I have to do something I got paid to do Trump a lot so I really worked I'd already been doing him forever in stand up and then I like I would watch more of him because it would it was money. It's not that I like enjoyed listening to the ramblings of a madman. But it was right. like you actually sounded like Trump. You weren't sounding like an impression of somebody doing an impression. I can't. Trump. That's the other reason why. And, and that I yeah, that's a great point you bring up because I think that way. I have friends that do impressions. Like I have a guy who does like uh, this. Uh, we were doing impression the other day and he was doing a George Lucas and it like blew my mind. And I was like, random I'm, George Lucas. <laughs> I'm hearing him do it. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't want to do your impression. Like, I want to do my own version of it. I don't want to ever be a cue because most people who do Christopher Walken are doing an impression of an impression of an impression. It's like inception impression. Yeah. It's right. not Christopher Walken is such a specific when you listen to him and then you listen to impressions of him, rarely do people sound like him. Right. And when you the thing about Chris is when he gets older, he has a very high, high pitched voice because mm -hmm. he's been talking for a very long time. <laughs> and so people don't know. You know what I mean? So if, like you also, when you do it for me, when I do somebody, I want to do like, this is all of seventies, Chris. He yeah. didn't really. Have, like, That's deer hunter, Chris. Exactly. That is exactly what I do in that. And then, but now when you hear him, he's, he's sort of old. There's <laughs> a list, a little bit. Thank you so much right here. Of course. What about Chris, what about Chris walking to the table with the, with a gun to his head? That's a, that's an interesting tone. Going this, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, I think that's so I, good. With the Seth Rogen thing, I never thought of that. It's like because I thought maybe you like knew him and it was just something you already knew how to do. But it was it's I get it now. It's like you're right. You got to throw something out there that's unique. That well, nobody also, else I, will do because I don't know anybody else who does Seth Rogen. Well, and how well, how much how much weed did you have to smoke to really get in the mindset <laughs> of him? Uh, 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 a lot. Um, no, I yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, he, well, he the thing about that I tried to do with Seth Rogen is the not high. I tried it because I I did that. When the when fuck I, is that voice? <laughs> well, the one where he's just sort of like freaking out in a movie. He goes, I don't know. Where we're supposed to be, and you said you were. You said you were going to be here, and you're not. You're not here. <laughs> that's the, that's the that's the that's the Seth Rogen on acid voice. You got to realize that's him just like freaking out because he's not high. <laughs> Whereas it's like, a, you know, it, he's high, when he's high, he's sort of like this back. wow, wow, wow. Oh I am uh, I am stoned most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the laugh, man. You got the laugh. Like, I saw. <laughs> what was Rogan? In, what was uh, Rogan was in the Tommy Lee movie? That oh, was completely yeah. like obviously I knew it was him, it, but he but I was, heard it was great. He was very it, it, un Seth Rogan. Very you know, un Seth. I mean, it, it, yeah. it got a little bit much. He he was the contractor building. Tommy Lee had obviously all the fame in the world. He's Pamela Anderson, all the stuff. And he's walking around in the fucking boner bather. And Tommy Lee is basically ordering this guy around to do like move my sex bed, which took you six months to make. 
over here because I want it. And then, you know, he's so rich, but this is, this is the guy, his character was the guy that got a hold of the sex tape. Well, when and, you talk about Seth, when, when Seth, normally that's the thing, when you learn people, I always say this, you have to learn people from their movies because right. the idea that you would hear, like when you hear Jason Statham, he has a very high voice, but it doesn't read well on a mic. So a lot of guys who have a really high voice who are actors, because you know, the, the boom mic is right here. And this is also the cover photo for Will Chamberlain's book. And, uh, and, um, and so, but if you have a high, if you have a really high pitch, it doesn't pick up on the mic as well. So when you hear these guys in interviews, you realize that they drop their voice so much for movies so that they can get picked up. So same with Seth Rogen. It's, it's Seth Rogen in life. He just sort of like a, what's up guys, normal guy, sort of like, how are you? Good to be here, you know. But, but that's not how people know him. So when you're doing an impression for people on stage, like when I do Tom Hanks, I do it with Woody from Toy Story. Because it's like, I can do him from Saving Private Ryan, but it's like, that's not really what people are familiar with. Right. Well, it's different because it's an intense thing. Like if you look at Tom Hanks, you go from the Woody character, big, go back to all the, all the things, I'm going way back in his career, but the, the things you know his voice doing and Saving Private Ryan is probably more a distressed sound. Yeah, it's not, I guess when you're doing stand-up and you're doing an impression, I guess you'd want to do something as opposed to, like, say, as opposed to Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. You know, you'd probably want to do something like, you know, Toy Story. Well, you, I do, I mean, I, I, I used to do a joke about Philadelphia. I was like, you know how good of an actor Tom Hanks is? Look at him in uh, Magic Johnson. Who do you think actually has AIDS? Hello. <laughs> okay. I was like, you know how good of an actor you have to be? I go, Tom Hanks, that guy can play anything except the supportive father to Chet Hanks. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, Wait, this Chad, is no. Chad's the like, one that wants to be like a, a like a Jamaican rapper, right? Oh, dude, is that totally? Playing. I I say this very publicly. Tom Hanks is my idol, and I uh, I <laughs> like I love him. That, that was like when, when I got that impression, I was like, dude. To me, that was like the greatest thing ever because I love Tom Hanks. I've seen all of his movies. My parents took me to see Big in the theaters when I was a little boy. And that just like made my life. I just was like, this is the coolest movie ever. And I love, you know, Joe vs. the Volcano. The Burbs, The Burbs is one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, that's an underrated and, movie. Dude, it's dude, it's incredible. And he is so friggin' funny in it that it's like, you know, I, I think people need to give it a rewatch if they haven't seen it. Yeah. Have you ever done an impression for Tom Hanks of Tom so, Hanks? His um people keep, who know his family very well. I I I went into a uh, to work with a coach on something, and he goes, "Oh, I heard you do a really good Tom Hanks impression." And I'm like, "Oh, thanks." I I mean, maybe I do. I don't know. I, I I've never met him, but I I think it sounds like him. But maybe maybe it doesn't. And he picked up his phone and he started dialing. And he goes, "Have you ever met his wife?" And I go, "No, I've never met his wife." And he goes, "I'm gonna call her right now." I go, "Please don't do that." Please oh my god, his wife. <laughs> And have me get on the phone and just start being like, "All right, how are you?" You know, it's like, dude, that's not. Does what he work she... for Morning Radio? <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I think he's best friends with their family. Like, he's incredibly close with them. And he goes, "I think your impression is dead on," and I think they would really love it. And I said, "You know, I would love to Showtime makes my impression, but I'd love to do it in person, where he knows that it's coming from a place of like love and and absolute admiration and respect, and just you know, I just think he's the, the best." Because I think it's weird when you tell people that you do impressions for them of them, it's like, what are they supposed to say? Right. You know, right? Like, oh, that's sometimes good. they, yeah, they see things that they don't realize that they do, maybe, and yeah. they may they'll see themselves as they, well, that's annoying. Is that really me? 
you know, Ex- dude, exactly. And so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, hopefully I'll meet him one day and be able to share. Uh, Cause I do a bunch of stand up about him and how I just think he's the best. And about Did how his wife pick up the phone. No, I, I was like, please don't call. And I was okay. like, please. And I, <laughs> just like, I'm like, give me your phone, please. Just give me your phone. Now, um, do you prefer them like to like? Do you prefer the people that you're doing an impression of to not know that you're doing it? Because I remember when I was in high school, the like when I I also do stand up, but like my first like experience writing comedy or like for radio, I would call into the station WAF that I ended up being on, um, as former brewing uh, Cam Neely. And I was known as the fake Cam Neely guy. And there was like my my parents and like family members would always try and like, like if they ever met Cam, they would try and tell him like, oh, he's the fake Cam guy because they knew that Cam Neely knew that I was him. But I didn't want him to know because it didn't sound like him. I was just doing an exaggerated version of him. Yeah, I was like, I can see how he would see that's offensive. But like I ne- like I was my dad ended up telling him while I was standing in front of him, he's like, that was the fake Cam Neely guy on WAF. Oh God. Why did you just do that? <laughs> Context, right? Because it's like, you know, I think when people do see my impressions, you know, uh, I've done Vince Vaughn for Vince Vaughn. And, you know, I, I have friends that, that in, in Hollywood that, that are mutual friends of these people. And they can tell, like, I'm not making fun of, of um, I do take the piss out of Trump and I did it with Rush. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, um, even when I do Biden, like, it's not that I, I'm not like trying to be like, I, I'm trying to have a take on somebody, but 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 for the most part, it's coming from a place of love and respect. Like I'm not trying to um, be a, a, a barnacle on their career and sort of like it take that, you know, take the piss out of them. And I, because I think that there's something very, um, these people inspire me to be honest with you. And I think guys like Seth Rogen, Vince Vaughn, um, Tom Hanks, whoever, uh, Obama, certainly. I mean, I'm, I'm from Illinois. I'm the boy, my, my, you know, the tour that I'm doing right now is called the boy from Illinois tour. And, um, you know, I, I love when, when I found out that Obama, I was like, let's go. I'm like, we had Lincoln. Now we got Obama. And I don't do a, I do a good Lincoln impression, but nobody really remembers what he sounds like. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, and that's the truth. And, and I know that other people aren't like that. You know, there's some people kind of go, you know, they do an impression of somebody and you're, you're not sure. But for me, I want people to know for the most part, it is coming from a place of respect and not it's not mean spirited. Well, it's it's been awesome having you on, man. I know you got to go and do your your um your best man duties, whatever that is. Get the bachelor party going, and you know, line up the hookers and things no, like that. Do so. stuff. Do stuff. Do stuff. Do stuff. <laughs> you want to say you want to say anything to Chad Erickson before we go? Because we'll definitely send him a clip. So if you want to do an impression ragging on Chad and his fucking, you know, can you do Chad? Yeah, <clears throat> uh, you know, I bet I could if I if I heard him long enough, I mean, I don't tend to do, I used to do friends and family growing <laughs> up. And then, you know, I still do some buddies, like some guys that'll be at the wedding. I do. Um, I mean, you could literally tell Chad to fuck off in a Chris Walken voice. And I, it would make my day. Chad, here's the deal. Okay. You know, off. Well, fuck. <laughs> off. Fuck off. <laughs> no, I love Chad. Dude, it was great to have you guys. Thanks for making the time. Sorry about the uh, 
the uh, all the the lack of Wi-Fi. But uh, no, uh, dude, that was fun. Yeah. That made it, it was funny, man. It was great. So we good. love having so you good. on. Thank We're you. We're gonna see you, man. Listen, W uh, YMCA Comedy for a Cause Friday, May twenty seventh, Tacoa Country Club, Westfield, Mass. Tickets at westfieldymca.org. Can't wait to meet you in person, brother. We're going to torture Chad. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be so good. The, the entire time you're at the table with him, just use the Chris Walken voice and never break character. He'll be like, what the fuck? Is he still doing that? I'm like, no. I had a deal. I paid him to do it. For an hour. That's, I'm going right. to do an hour of stand-up as Chris. Oh, Chris from Deer Hunter. Yes. yes. Chris with a gun. Wow. Wow, here's a gun with a bullet. <laughs> I'm about to die. I'm about to. That's my big closer. <laughs> All right, Will Chamberlain, everybody. Thanks for coming there on. Go, the show. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, man. Take care. Dude. All right. Thank thanks you a lot, guys. Man. Bye, Thank guys. you. Bye. Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can come to that. It'll be fun. It's uh, Chad, Chad's kids. Chad's daughter is my goddaughter. So we've been friends for a long, long time. And he asked me about this a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah, have the guy on. I didn't realize That's it was awesome. that fucking funny. And it's directly <laughs> and it's directly benefiting the wide, the Y. Oh, it's a white W or YM? The, the YMCA in okay. Westfield. So they live okay. in Westfield, Mass. And, right. uh, and Chad and Dawn, their two daughters, Natalie and Vivian, they, their mom and dad are just huge supporters of that area. And uh, they did a lot for uh, Vivian School, St. Mary's for years. Nice. And now they're, they're supporting the YMCA. And he, he told me about the show. I'm like, and I asked Josh, Josh is like, Jesus Christ, have the guy on. Didn't, I didn't realize he was that fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, so many <laughs> people do a Christopher Watt. Like, that's such a hacky, like, impression. Yeah. But he yeah. does it so good. <laughs> right. Yeah. But again, it's it's like the, well, like I mentioned the Rogan thing, cause it's so unique and he's absolutely right. You got to set yourself apart somehow. And everybody does some kind of walking. Yeah. You know, not Al- to right. right. It's like, uh, I, I used to work with it. You know, you guys knew who Billy West is. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Right. So he did Ren and Stimpy and he's the honey nut Cheerio B and he's done tons of stuff. Um, did you work with him when you were at BCN? Yeah, when I was an intern, oh, I got, he was a oh. super. He was newly sober and surprisingly nice for yeah. someone who's newly sober. He's a great guy, but he did Larry from the Three Stooges. No way! And I and I just remember someone someone he was doing Larry as a bit or something like that. And I remember somebody I was one of the other the writers or whatever. They were like, "Who does Larry? <laughs> like it's either it's either Curly or Shep, yeah. right? You know, but who?" who does an imitation of Larry and he did. And he like, he would use it though. He would like, he would use it in certain situations and stuff, but it was, it's like, he, that's how you set yourself apart. You that's know? the same that's thing awesome. with like impressions with Vince Vaughn. Everyone does an Owen Wilson, the amount of movies they've right. done together. It's like nobody like I, Vince Vaughn and um, Tom Hanks. I've been like, I feel like that there's an impression there, but I can't figure it out because the impressions I can do are based off of, like Kevin Barbary's impressions, or right. what, imp- what, what, what impressions can you do? I want to hear some. Go. I, I, that's a good one. I, yeah. There's a bunch I could do, like Christopher Walken. I can do, but like, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Go. But then I don't. Not, is that Christopher? <laughs> is that Christopher Walken thinking? Because you nailed it. <laughs> what am I gonna say? It's just. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, a little it's, bit. You know, one bot. It's crazy. That's pretty good. 
It's cute. Isn't it? It's cute. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Not as good as What's him, though. Yeah, but he's been doing it. He's been getting paid to do it. Yeah, he, like, like, goes to, he goes to, like, coaches and stuff like that, man. The guy's, like, constantly, well, yeah, like, you know, the man says, craft. like, I'm saying, I do impressions you. of Rich Little's impressions. I do impressions <laughs> of Rich Little. Wow. That's go, a little go. bit of an old reference for you. Go, go, I know. Go, go. That's something, That's... like, I would say. <laughs> you know. Do, do Rich Little. Go ahead. Rich Little doing Jimmy Storr. <laughs> That was Sean Connery. Right? Whoa. Blue. He was my, my, my dog. Now, he was, and it was now, gone. Now that's like that that's like a Jimmy 90 Stewart. year old Christopher Walken. No. I don't know. That, that sounded like the beginning of Fuel from Italian. Give me fuel, give me fire. I mean, that's what I heard. From from an old man who lost his dentures. <laughs> that too. <laughs> well, that's the that's the Jimmy Stewart I knew. Oh, okay. An old okay. man who lost his dentures. <laughs> All right. You should work this into your, your next stand-up. You should do impressions. I think. I think. That's, that's a, Josh. That's a terrible suggestion. Don't yeah, do it. Thank you. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm doing right. it so he can bomb, and I can sit there and be like, "I told you not." Oh, to he do doesn't that. need you to tell him how to bomb. <laughs> oh, I've been doing it for years. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, that guy was good. That guy I gotta, was good. I got a roll thanks here. For, uh, thanks for joining on that. That was cool. I appreciate that you was doing awesome. that for Chad. Yeah, that was that was fun. He was great, man. Good job getting him. Um, I got to go here. I got to go on to another podcast in like five minutes. This is your oh. favorite one, though. Fuck you. Yeah, it is. It is my favorite one. But I'm going to do the uh, the Shout It Out Loud cast with uh, kiss. Zeus and Tom. It's a Kiss podcast. Yes. So oh. it's, it's really funny. It, yeah, this is great. on their farewell, farewell, farewell. We're leaving. We're almost done. We're thinking about leaving and we're not quite there yet. But we think this is the farewell tour. Either this way, the, no, this is the farewell tour. It's just been going on for 25 years. Yeah, that's or, all. Or, They're just not that. done yet. They're or just that. not done yet. Yeah, that's, it should just call it that. We're not done yet. We're going to end the <laughs> tour not when LB takes Gene Simmons' cap off his pen. So that's <laughs> that's right. I see. I see. All right, Mike. Thank you. All right, you guys. I'll talk right. to you later. See you, bye. See you guys.